How's it going? <laughs> Fixing to be a lot better, man. Welcome back to Dazed and Confused 33 and a Third. I'm Jarf, and I am here with my fellow podcaster and fellow floof dog haver, <laughs> Sean German from The Next Scene and Spinal Tap Minute. Welcome, Sean. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jarf. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to get into this minute. So we are into the movie now. This starts at 9.15. It's 9.15 through 15.22. Starts with Benny and his buds threatening the freshmen. Or rather, it starts with them getting ahead of myself. It starts with them just riding around in Benny's pickup truck. Mm -hmm. And it ends with the teacher, Ms. Ginny, saying... The 68 Democratic Convention was probably the most bitchin' time I had in my life, <laughs> while Michelle draws a pot leaf on a copy of the Constitution. So to kind of set this up, I have this quote from the director, and this is from All Right, All Right, All Right by Melissa Maris. So Linklater says, when I was making Days, I was thinking about how nostalgia can be a dangerous thing. People are nostalgic to times that never fucking existed. When you think about the past, you have to try to remember what was really going on. So that's kind of the framing that I wanted to look both at this section and really the movie overall. So for starters, if they made a movie about your high school days, Sean, <laughs> what would play on the soundtrack in your version of this scene? So in this scene, we're getting Highway Star by Deep Purple as they're cruising around in that pickup truck. So, yeah. First, I want to say that. So that quote makes me think of. I think it's a. I think it's a, a Jello Biafra song, but it may be Mojo Nixon. But it's a, you know, nostalgia for days that never existed. Kind of the the same kind of theme that you know, nostalgia just isn't what it used to be, and you know, people are looking back, and it's definitely a rose colored glasses uh, situation. That's a great pull. I like that. Yeah. So I, I think in general that the soundtrack for me in high school was would be very similar in general to the soundtrack of this film. Me and my friends were into classic rock. I mean, the period that the movie set, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it, it's kind of the, the current popular music, the current rock of the day, or it's just a couple of years old. I went to, I was in high school, you know, a few decades or, you know, at least a decade after the, the film is set, but listen to a lot of the same music. Yeah, I mean, the, the last day of school, I guess it depends on, on where you're going. So even if I kind of put myself in the freshman situation, freshman year, I'm thinking um, Highway Star fits in there perfectly well. I um, mean, I wasn't, you know, we weren't driving or, you know, we didn't have a car at that age. When I grew up, we, we couldn't drive. But by the time I was a senior, it would have been either Pink Floyd or more likely The Grateful Dead. The later we got into the senior year, the more I got into The Dead. And that was around like the touch of gray times so maybe hell in the hell in a bucket maybe going to hell in a bucket babe. but at least i'm enjoying the ride at least i'm enjoying the ride yeah at least i'm enjoying the ride yeah or truck and something from the grateful dead might be uh might be the the soundtrack that would play like you know the last day of school senior year kind of thing nice but uh, but definitely a very large overlap just in general. You know, my, you know, high, my the soundtrack to my high school years, um, you know, very similar to the soundtrack to this film. So it's, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, certainly a lot of differences. I, I, I wasn't, you know, as a freshman, I, we didn't have these kind of hazing rituals. I wasn't running from seniors the way these kids are, but at least in terms of uh, the music was very similar. Yeah, I dig that. And you, you mentioned putting yourself in the shoes of the freshmen. Mm-hmm. So that brings to mind something else that I wanted to share. So the seniors really single out Mitch mm-hmm. because he's got an older sister who is also a senior. She goes to them and she implores them like, hey, take it easy on him. At least don't give him more than the other guys. He's kind of little. And they're like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. And then they're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that, that was bullshit. He's fucking dead. So that was drawn from the director's experience. He also had an older sister and for that reason the upperclassmen they they gave him even more than the other guys and i just find the psychology of that so strange i i maybe it's just because i'm too much of a softie but i would think she specifically asked like hey take it easy on him <laughs> and for some reason they're like nope he you know what now that you said that he's getting it even worse for some reason have you met well, have you met men and have you met teenage boys in general <laughs> for some reason? Um, yeah, this doesn't surprise me. And actually, you know, it's 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 funny. Like I, the the parallels again. Like my I I went to high school in the late '80s in New Jersey, which was very different in many ways from the '70s in Texas. But they're like some parallels. So I just. I just made the connection just now. When I was a freshman in college, my older sister was a senior. Huh. My experience was a little bit different. So I had the same kind of thing where, you know, my my, my sister kind of, you know, put the word out like, hey, take it easy on my brother and stuff. And like it worked. So, I mean, I guess, you know, go to, to, to your point, ver, you know, what happened in this case, you know, versus, you know, what happens to Mitch versus what happened in real life is, I mean, I think they actually did take it easy on me again. Like I don't, I mean, if, if there was anything like the paddling or anything like the, what the senior girls do, I was not I was not even close enough to the in crowd to be, you know, exposed to that kind of hazing. Because as we see with Mitch, like the way he takes it, that's kind of his entree. It's a little bit of, um, you know, initiation into the club. And it's, you know, I mean, it kind of sucks that day, um, you know, and that night running around. But then when you once you're through it, you're in the club. So maybe I was so far out of it, I didn't even get initiated. But uh yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't have any issues in high school. It was actually a little bit before high school. I kind of had a run in. I wouldn't like, like, like a bully, maybe too strong a term, but like someone who had a, a very strong personality and I was not as strong a personality. And we kind of, you know, ended up on a, a opposite sides of a, of a disagreement and, um, you know, kind of word came down. I, I think he had an older brother that was friends with my sister. So I didn't go to her, but you know, somehow she got involved and word kind of went down like, Hey, take it easy on my brother. And, uh, and it actually happened like it worked. So, um, yeah, I'm a little surprised, but you know, in general, what, what I remember of being a teenage boy and what I know of teenage boys, that scene does not surprise me at all. That like, as soon as she walks away, they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to kill him. And I don't know if they actually do. I mean, I know we know, you know, we'll talk later on in this segment. We actually get the introduction to O'Bannon and what he does. I think, you know, you know what they say to her is, yeah, I'll, you know, we'll take it easy on the kid. And then as soon as she leaves, they're like, oh, we're going to kill him. I think in the end, they do what they were going to do, even if she had said nothing. Um, I don't know if it makes that big a difference. Yeah, I, I think you're right. There's the, the hazing operates on several levels oh yeah yeah so 
you you mentioned Ben Affleck's character. He is one of the two that seems genuinely sadistic mm-hmm. in the hazing, the other one being Parker Posey. So the rest of the guys are really into it, mm-hmm. but when I say that it operates on a couple of different levels, part of their their joy is that it's something that they're doing together. Right, yep. yep. There's a lot of trash talk about how bad they're going to whip the freshman boys. And then they have this whole arts and crafts project where they make their special paddles (laughs) and they customize them. Part of it being for efficacy. So they're trying to cut down on the wind resistance, and <laughs> which I find funny. But then also they they paint little sayings on them and whatnot. And so it's like a project. And who doesn't love a project? Yeah, and then you get the feeling like, I mean, not only are these you know, high school guys, but they're also football players. They're athletes. Like if you, you know, if you, if you they, they probably would shy away if you said, oh, you're being creative. They, you know, they probably you know interpret that like being creative is kind of soft and something that's not really masculine but yeah like you said they, they decorate it like one i don't know is, is it O'Banion? like one of them has like a bite out of it like the end of the um the end of the paddle is kind of jagged i think that's benny's if memory serves okay. that's benny's yeah that's yeah. the one that always sticks in my mind too but uh yeah i mean they, they get really creative it's a way it's a you know it's an object of personal expression Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the, the the sayings and everything else, and and yeah, I, I I really like your point that you know some of it is intimidating the freshmen, and then some of it is yeah they're they're showing off for each other. Like the freshmen are just kind of they're they're objects as much as the um you know as much as the paddles are. It's really a chance to show your friends um, how you are, and I think that goes back to that conversation you're talking about. That of course, as soon as What's it? You know, as soon as Mitch's sister walks away, uh, was it? Yeah, and it, is it Benny who's like, you know, he they ask, oh, are you serious? Like he can't be like, you know, he can't show his sensitive side. He can't be like, yeah, you know, I like her, so I'm gonna take it easy on the kid. You know, he is small. She makes a good point. Like, no, that's not something, uh, uh, you know, an athlete in in high school is gonna say. Not typical, and, and not in Texas in the '70s. Of course, he's got to turn it around and be like, "No, not only am I not going to go easy, I'm I'm going to go harder." Right? It's like, you know, she's not there, the kid's not there. Like, he's that's for his friends, that's for his peers that he's got to, you know, he's he's got to act tough. Yeah, exactly. And and the third level is that this is just a cycle. So mm-hmm. we get a line in the scene where I think it's Benny says like i've been waiting years for this so yeah i've been waiting three years for this so when they were freshmen they got it from the seniors so Mm -hmm. it it is really just about it coming around and like okay now we're we're the seniors and we get to lash out on the freshmen and 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 it's a bit funny to imagine how these different tactics have escalated over the years because so the beginning of our scene, they're riding around in the pickup together, having a great time, listening to some Southern rock. And then, and then they, <laughs> they pick up O'Banion. Oh, I should give a shout out to the cars. So Benny's truck is a 1972 Chevy C10 Cheyenne mm-hmm. and O'Banion's 
entrance is great. He just tears into the parking lot in his 73 Plymouth Duster. And he, he, he hops out practically before the car has come to a full stop. And he's already got his panio and he's like, woo, all right, we're going to whoop some ass. And so you can just see how he's really single-mindedly focused. Yeah, and I think we, we get a like a... It's kind of in the background as he's pulling up. One of the guys makes a comment about him, him failing. And I, there's like, there's another line later on. Like he, someone theorizes, I think one of the freshmen says that he probably failed out on purpose just so he can get another whack at, at the freshman. Yeah, we do get that. And it's funny when, when I hear the freshmen say that I, I'm so at that point sympathetic with the freshmen. Mm-hmm. I think part of me believes it. But when I really step back and think about it, there's no way that he failed just so that he could take another whack at the freshman. I mean, because then you got to go through the whole school year again. Right. You got to go through the whole year for that one day. That's a little extreme. Well, and who says he couldn't come back like, um, like McConaughey? You know, I mean, just because, you know, that if he, if he, you know, if he did graduate, he could just come back a year later and hang out with, you know, his former friends. Um, you know, I'm sure he's got, you know, some friends that are, um, you know, juniors when he was a senior. So he could he could come back anyway. And I don't think um, I do. I, I do wonder, like, what are the, the rules? And we don't have to get into it, although we do. You know, we. <laughs> We get a little bit of, you know, our, like you said, the, the introduction to um, to the hazing of what the senior boys are going to do. Like, you know, what are the rules? Like if he just graduated, but he showed up and he's like, oh, you know, if he was friends with a bunch of juniors his senior year, so then they would be seniors, you know, and he came back the following year. Would they be like, you know, when he showed up with a paddle. Would they be like, no, um, you know, you, you graduated. You're not allowed to do this anymore. Now, something tells me that that is where the town and school have decided to draw the line. (laughs) And it does make a certain kind of sense because at that point, you're just an adult abusing Mm -hmm. a child. (laughs) So that's, yeah, I guess it's harder to pass that off as hazing. That's just straight up assault. Right. Um, Although I think that, you know, these days, a lot of what we see, we'd pass up as it, we'd, we'd, classify as assault as well but um yeah even in in 70s texas so there's also interesting so we see um you know when when the boys are making their announcement and that's that's weird like what high school like you know what high schoolers have a pa system (laughs) in their pickup or have a loudspeaker that they can make an announcement but well that's what i was referring to when i said how the tactics have escalated because oh yeah the the essence is of this is just okay, first day of summer, mm-hmm. it's open season on the freshmen, but we chase them down and we give them licks. But these these clever boys have decided, okay, we also want to add an element of terror. And so <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to pull up outside of their class and mm-hmm. we're, we're going to offer them the opportunity to surrender themselves on the promise that they won't get it as bad. Right. And then the alternative is they get chased all summer. Yeah. Now, do you think that's, is that like this, this class, you know, this senior class, is that their contribution to the ritual? I get, cause I get a feeling like the paddles, that's not new. 
Um, you know, they're making maybe, you know, their paddles are new. They're, they're making their own paddles. But I get a feeling like that's been part of it for, you know, for a while. But you think maybe the, 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 the public announcement of what's to come and, and that part of the, the terrorizing. Is that, you know, is that this class's contribution to, uh, to the tradition? I would guess that this is uh, them putting their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. But we've talked a little bit about how the, the school and the town is tacitly endorsing this hazing. Mm-hmm. And when the teacher hears the freshmen terrorizing, or sorry, the seniors terrorizing the freshmen, he just laughs. And so he doesn't seem, and this is why I said their own wrinkle, he doesn't seem super surprised. He's not at all surprised that the seniors are planning uh, to to haze the freshmen. And he doesn't even seem surprised that the seniors are doing some kind of showy thing to get them scared. So there's probably other things that they've done, put up a, you know, wanted poster for the freshmen, like wanted your ass. So I can imagine all kinds of different things that they've done over the years. Uh, But Benny happens to have like a, like a CB system or something. So he's like, oh, we could just pull right out of the class. And and yeah, I, I got the megaphone. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah. Now I wonder how much, obviously, so there's there's a, a public announcement that the both the freshmen and the teachers reacting to. So he hears that. But I wonder how much he really knows what's going to happen. Like the, the extremes that, that some, you know, some of the seniors, particularly O'Bannon, that they're going to go to. So, so, yeah, so I was just wondering when, you know, when the teacher's kind of laughing, does he think, um, does this think, you know, is he, he's probably thinking, oh, this is just good, clean fun and the rituals of, of growing up and maturing and everything. But, um, and we certainly see, I think most of what we see in, in the film, I would classify as kind of good, clean fun and the, um, you know, the, the rituals of growing up. I said, I didn't, you know, I didn't, the, I didn't experience much hazing or bullying um, when I was in high school, but when I got to college, um, there was, there was hazing, there were rituals and, and, and things that freshmen went through at the hands of upperclassmen. So, um, really at college. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, oh, well, like I fraternity situation. It was kind of a fraternity situation. It was, I was not in a fraternity. I went to, well, my first freshman year, I went to a very small school where each dorm was kind of like a fraternity. So it was to, to explain the atmosphere, it probably it was not a formal fraternity, but that's probably the best way to explain it for people to understand it. So there were there were there were rituals and there were things that we would we would call hazing. Nothing as extreme as, as getting hit with a, with a paddle. And there's so there's a little bit, you know, like 95 percent of the film, maybe more is you know, good, clean, last day of school, first day of summer, fun. And then, but there's, you know, particularly O'Bannon, when he gets his licks in, like, I, I got to wonder, like, some of these kids are going to have trouble sitting down for a while, I would think, from from some of this. There's there's definitely stuff that I would think, I would hope even, even for the 70s that people would recognize that this kind of crosses the line from from hazing into the kind of activity that can, you know, cause real damage. Oh yeah, for sure. So I would, I would, I would hope that kind of thing would be the exception that that's not something that every class has to go through or every, you know, every senior class feels that that's, you know, that's the level that they have to reach. Well, if we want to stretch for a happy ending, the director Linklater said that 
when he was a senior, they were the first class to decide, you know what, we're not going to do it. So the cycle was broken. All right, all right, all right. We've talked a bunch about Abandon mm-hmm. and how sadistic he is. And looking not just in the scene, but at the movie as a whole, what character is the most or least like who you were growing up? And what do you like about that? Or is there something that you hate about that? Yeah, that's that's tough. Like there's a lot, there's like who, you know, who I'd want to be, who I'd like to think of myself as, and then who like, if I'm really going to be honest, who am I most like? Um, well, we'd like to get real here on Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get real. My, my first thought, I was kind of thinking about Pink because, and actually, and, and kind of apropos for something one of the coaches says kind of towards the end of this segment of the film, talking about like that, you know, that other crowd that you're hanging with. I feel like I kind of like, well, I guess I can't really generalize for my entire high school. I'll say my high school experience was not as cliquish as is usually portrayed in on television and on film. So I was, you know, I, I was an achiever academically. I was in, you know, honors and advanced placement classes and, and kind of on that academically minded, you know, college track. I was also a uh, varsity athlete. I also, Wait, I was in drama. What sport? <laughs> um, so swimming. So like the most academic of sports. So. <laughs> I wasn't like, you know, yeah, it wasn't like I wasn't a football player. I wasn't the starting center on the, the basketball team. So yeah, the kind of like, yeah, the, the most academic of sports. I was a swimmer. So yeah, definitely something with no contact involved, <laughs> you know, and, um, but it was interesting. So the, but that kind of brought me into a crowd with a lot of the athletes that were in the other sports. So um, that was swimming was kind of an off season thing. So I had football players, you know, football was in the fall, baseball was in the spring and, and people from those teams would swim over the winter as a way to keep in shape. So kind of the, you know, the people you think of as more of those stereotypical jock sports, you know, we, I'm not going to say that we were best friends, but we would hang out. We would socialize together if we passed each other in the halls, it wasn't a situation where they pretended they didn't know me because some guy was like the starting pitcher on the baseball team. And I was just some guy on the swim team. Like I never had that situation where like someone who knew me pretended they didn't know me. So like, I felt like I kind of crossed over, you know, the, the, the honors classes, the drama club, some of the jocks, the, um, kind of like the, the stoners. So I kind of felt like I, I crossed over. So like with that line that, the coach says about, you know, I've seen you hanging with that other crowd. Like I, I kind of, I, you know, I kind of picture myself as I was hanging with the other crowd, but probably like the people that knew me, if you ask the people that knew me in, in high school, they, they may say, Mike, you know, if we want to get real in terms of kind of how, you know, how socially comfortable I was or how socially adroit I was in making conversation and talking to people, particularly the opposite sex, probably more Mike than pink. 
unfortunately, in, in that respect. And we already talked about, I kind of had, a, you know, a, a little bit of Mitch. My sister and I were kind of a little bit of opposites. We're, we're three years apart. Again, you know, she was a senior while I was a freshman where I was more academically minded and, and not as social. I mean, I had a circle of friends, but I wouldn't say I was like popular. I wasn't invited to, to all the parties and, and didn't really make friends very easily where my sister is very gregarious. You know, she's the kind of person that, um, you know, she gets on a plane and when, by the time they land, she's best friends with the, the random stranger she was sitting next to. Whereas I get on a plane and I have my headphones on the whole time and my face in a book and I haven't talked to anyone, um, you know, including the stewardess. I, you know, I, I've brought my own beverage, so I don't talk to anyone. So my sister was very socially outgoing. So I was kind of like um, different in that respect, but, you know, kind of a little bit like Mitch, kind of like a more kind of the, the, the quiet, the quieter uh, younger brother following in the footsteps of his more social older sister. So maybe maybe a mix of those three. I like that. I like that a lot. And just to give you the why not both of it all between Mitch and Pink, I don't know if you are aware of this, but both of those characters are avatars for the director. So I mentioned that he he had the older sister mm-hmm. like Mitch does, and he was also a high school athlete and and then was conflicted about whether he was going to continue to play as Pink does. So he put them both in to be himself at different points in time, which allows for something really neat. He gets to be in conversation with himself and talk to his younger self. I mean, I guess that makes sense because kind of like, I mean, this is, an ensemble cast, an ensemble movie, but if you had to peg it down, there's kind of like the main character of that senior guy crew is Pink, and then definitely the main character of the freshman um, is definitely Mitch. So that kind of makes sense that those would be the two, the two avatars for the director and the writer. Yep, yep. I mean, Mitch really has a breakthrough by the end of this film. He's in, you know, he's he's riding with the seniors. He's parting with them. He's in with the cool crowd. He makes out with a girl. Yeah, I didn't. My, I my my breakthrough didn't come quite that quickly. <laughs> you know, which which it rarely does. I realize this is a film. I don't know if if, if anyone you know that happens to anyone in real life that transition um, that Mitch goes through. You know, kind of one magical. Uh, afternoon into evening into night well that's kind of the dream of being a teenager right that your life can be transformed in just one cool night yeah mm-hmm. yeah well you reminded me of another quote from all right all right all right so i i want to use that as our closing thought mm-hmm. so this is melissa Mares from one of her chapter introductions link later focused not on the things that alienate teenagers but on the qualities that quietly unite them. Boredom, horniness, a lack of power, fear of rejection, and the endless optimism that once night falls, something cool might happen. Do you feel that? Wow. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Definitely. Well, did you have anything else um, that you either wanted to share about this clip or plug about your own podcast ventures? Well, yeah. Well, I'll mention, you know, there's a lot of talk about the soundtrack and the music in this film. And I happen to have covered a podcast where I talked about a film that there was a lot of music in. Actually, it was about a band. And that band was Spinal Tap. And the film was This is Spinal Tap. I broke that down one minute at a time 
with a great co-host, Heidi Bennett. Maybe you've heard of her. <laughs> Maybe your listeners are familiar with, with Heidi. We did, a, we did Spinal Tap Minute, and that's at SpinalTapMinute.com. And as long as I'm plugging, I'll also say my, my we wrapped that up a couple of years ago, but that's still up on, on, on the web and, and streaming, so you can, you can binge that. But my current podcast is the Next Scene podcast that I do with my brother, Brian. And we do mostly movies, but we do songs and, and TV and other things. We're kind of take we say we're taking on pop, pop culture one scene at a time. And my that's at uh, nextscenepod.com. And also one thing I'll just uh, rush in a, a mention. My main site is catandshawn.org. That's C-A-T and Sean, S-E-A-N.org. And there I link to uh, link to all my podcasts. And I also link to my guest spot. So I'll put up a link to this when it comes out. So if people want to see what other stuff, what other guest spots I've been doing, they can check that out. Well, I'll give a shout out to the Next Scene podcast because your coverage of A Muppet Christmas Carol was was a nice little light in the darkness of a, a, a very, very cold and not very fun holiday season uh, this past mm-hmm. year. So that was a lot of fun. And I recommend listeners check it out. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you want to keep this conversation going, we're also on Instagram at DaysConfused33. So, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. And listeners, uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. Yeah, Jarf, thank you so much for, for having me. This was a lot of fun. Not to worry, there's a new fiesta in the making. Join us at the Moon Tower, our Facebook listeners group. Until next time, just keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused, treasured content.